nothing. Of course not. Of course yeah. not. That would be ridiculous. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome to the Big Blue United podcast. My name is TJ. I'm here with my friends Colin and Dan, and we have a very special podcast today. And I didn't tell you guys, but this is actually our 50th episode. Oh, Isn't that cool? Yeah. Really? Yeah. 50th episode. Yeah. Huh. Time flies, baby. I know, right? Wild. Um, I actually, I actually thought it was more for some reason at this point, but uh, yeah. so well, that, before... that means we have like 45 hours of Dave Gettleman talk on the internet <laughs> minimum, forever, minimum. and we have to stop. I mean, I got a lot of I got a lot more material stored up. We got, no. we got, we got to get it out during yeah. the off season. We're gonna we're gonna do some re- re- Gettleman review. I know Dan's yeah. aching for it, so there's no way we're not gonna do it. We're gonna do like like one of those like long form documentaries like they do on the Civil War where they break down like every Ken year. Burns. Yeah, like a Ken Burns, Dave Gettleman, uh, digestive uh, uh, retrospective. Break down every pick he's ever made and every trade at, he ever did. At least eighteen hours long. Yeah. In itself. Yeah. yeah. The trading probably won't take too long. I wouldn't imagine. <laughs> It'd be a pretty quick so- segment. <laughs> um, Colin, thanks for thanks for coming back to us. How was your uh, your tour? And I, I, I said before I was going to apologize to your mom for all the jokes that we said about you last week. Kathy, I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it, it's a- funny because anytime one person isn't on the show, the one person who's missing gets made fun of. It's just like a, a prerogative. Has to happen. I mean, that's like the, the nature of being friends for so long. It just yeah. has to happen. Yeah. No um, matter what. Yeah, the, the trip was cool. Um, it was a nice little short, short jaunt, a little four-day thing up the 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 mid, mid-Atlantic mid uh, coast, if you will, the corridor there. And uh, it was good. It's good to, to play some music again and, and get out there and, and kind of feel like uh, things are more normal when they're they still weren't but at least there were people out and it wasn't like dead it was cool mm-hmm. so it was it was cool to be in a van for a couple of days so good to be back though i i missed my bed yeah i, I bet oh yeah you know have we ever mentioned that you should go on spotify and listen to don't panic by next cars we yeah, no we have not that. no that's the name of Colin's band they're like a cool kind of punk band pretty classic kind of style you should check it out if you're into that and even if you're not i would say check it out I, I guess Where, I guess at some point we can probably play some of it on the intro or outro of the show, and I just have not, not even thought of it. Oh, now. oh, so wait, so when I suggest that the intro or outro music could change, it, that's absolutely out of the question. But if it's your band, then you're okay with it. Well, am I going to sue myself? No, that's the only reason we haven't done it. <laughs> There's I'm, not I'm sure we can play audience anything. to sue us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's one less thing to worry about, True. I guess. I mean, okay. we're big now. We're big. Colin, where did you rock the hardest on this tour? Rock the hardest. You mean what? Like what the best show was? Yeah, I mean, you could have had a bad show, but you could have rocked really hard. Uh... But it, it, I think it's a totality of the circumstance type thing. Yeah, uh, I think. Well, I think the last night was was the best in Philly because um, the venue was great. This place called uh, Kung Fu Necktie. It's like a really oh Dan, you know about it a little bit. Um, it's just kind of a throwback venue. Very good setup. Uh, a lot of like mid level bands play there, and it's just uh, it was like a last hurrah of the, of the whole tour. The funniest thing about the entire thing, I have to just d- dig into it a little bit. We we toured with this band. Um, hopefully. They won't ever hear this. Um, they're like a bunch of older guys who it seems that they're they were going on vacation to to go on a tour. Like there are like one guy was 57 years old and it's like and they were pains in the ass. 
they were just they were rookies. They didn't know what was going on, but they were older than us, so it was confusing. It's like you don't know anything about anything, but you like you're in vacation. You're staying in hotels every night. You, God forbid, you, you sleep on a floor. And it, they were nice enough guys, but it was just like this. Is the How most did they bizarre. jam you up? Uh, not wanting to take equipment anywhere. We were supposed to have like deals of of like you take a guitar cabin. We'll we'll take uh, uh you know uh hardware for the drums. Uh, and by the time they got to Philly, they're like a, um, a DC area band and they, they just, they hardly wanted to bring anything to Philadelphia at all. Uh, thankfully we had a friend, uh, this guy, Eric at creep records who, who has a drum set in the actual record store. And we went over and picked up the drum set because we didn't bring a full drum set with us. Cause that was part of the, the whole deal. And they just didn't bring anything. It's just very strange. And it, it was fun, though. Like, they were good guys, and they're very appreciative. But it was like they clearly had never done it before. And it was like, ah, you know, we've got to get away from our wives for a couple of days, and let's go. And they're a decent band, too. So it, it, was, it was interesting. But, yeah. Good Nobody time. wants to get jammed up, man. No. Nobody wants no. that. Jammed up until next week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know, as usual, guys, uh, follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Give our brand spanking new Twitter a handle, uh, BBU Pod Boys with a Z on Twitter a follow. Um, don't forget to download the DraftKings app. And we also are wearing these sweet threads that we got from Western Rise. Um, I got my shirt on. I know Dan's got the shirt and hat. Colin's got the hat. Um, I don't know about you guys, but Western Rise was my favorite sponsor we had last season. And that shirt they gave me was, is still probably my favorite shirt I own. And the new stuff they gave us is equally awesome. I just like for someone who doesn't really spend a lot of money on clothes or, or, or kind of care about that sort of thing to actually own quality t-shirt and long sleeve shirt that they send us is, is awesome. And also it's like very fitting if you like to drink a lot of beer and have a nice gut going like I do. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say your, your shoulders look pretty swollen in that shirt. Uh, yeah. Look? Right. It's just a nice yeah. fit, you know, I don't know. The, uh, the, the khakis, uh, that, that I got the last, last season, the chinos, the chinos, yeah, the chinos, yeah. I, I wear them. I'm like, I'm not even just saying that. I wear them all the time. They're the, like some of the most comfortable pants I wear. And, you know, we, we got some shirts and the hats this time. Of, hey, just keep sending pants. Love pants. You know what I noticed about those chinos is that they they afford, you know, guys, pretty much normal human men that have like thighs maybe wider than someone's wrist. Yeah. Um, some leeway that there's like extra reinforced crotchal region. Yeah. With uh, some extra fabric there. I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've popped the seam in the grundle region of my, my pants, just from like tying my <laughs> shoes. Um, I don't think that could happen with these pants. Definitely not. Which is a lot of integrity. Like, one of my biggest complaints, I was actually just talking about it last night. I, I don't know if they make jeans. I don't, I, I'm not sure if they do that, but I would love I to think know. It's like that hybrid fabric that well, is like, and here's my problem. I want regular jeans. When it comes to jeans, I want the old school style, non-stretchy and all the companies that all they make are the, the stretchy stuff now. And what's funny is these these pants are the stretchy version, but they did it in a way where it's like, I don't know, I I, I don't mind it. it it's because I think the stretchy gets stretched out. And it doesn't go back. And these pants kind of they they're like rubber bands that go right back to it when you yeah. give them a wash. So, yeah, great quality. It's stuff. A, certainly a premium product. Yeah. I mean, they're they're like, you know, designed to be tough. And it says, honestly, on the shirt, it's like you don't need to wash it all the time because it's designed to kind of be worn a few times before you yeah. even have to wash it. So. I love that. And I think for, you know, any guy who isn't really into doing laundry, <laughs> that might be a positive for you too, which is I think most <laughs> people that I know or anyone in general who likes to do laundry. Nobody. 
No. Nobody. Actually, I don't mind doing laundry. I'd rather pass away than fold it and put it away. Oh, yeah, sure. There's a big pile of laundry in my bed right now, actually. <laughs> I'm a pile boy. Pile Piles boy. everywhere. Yeah, I've got and, a chair uh, next yeah. to my bed. Just put it on the pile. So, yeah, guys, uh, definitely check out Western Rise. It's westernrise.com. Some great clothing. We're, we're really appreciative of them sending us some more stuff this year because having quality clothing is excellent. Because you don't want to see us doing this pod without clothes on. Trust, trust us. Well, Colin said earlier he was going to wear the hat, and I was like, well, just the hat? Or are you going to yeah. wear other clothes, too? You pop that top. So, so we're lucky. I, I have a feeling um, there's, for some reason or another, we're gonna be we're gonna do an episode where shirts are gonna be off. Probably when we're pumped up. I don't know if I'm capable of getting that pumped. Yeah. Anymore. I mean, maybe. Uh, maybe this this new GM that we we just hired might uh, might be the remedy. Oh, Big Shane, your boy. That's what we call a segue. That beautiful segue there, Colin. You, did you <laughs> did you did you think about that before or? No, no. I mean, I'm pumped. Just came to so. you. It came to you. All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, Joe Shane has been hired as the new GM of the New York Giants to replace Dan's, Collins, and I's favorite NFL GM of all time, Dave Gettleman. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy. I, I don't have so much to say because we haven't seen a lot of what's coming, and he's, you know, he's been on the job for a day. But I mean, in terms of just where we're at right now, you, you have to be pleased. I mean, Dan, how do you feel overall about this whole thing and his hire? I mean, I'm ecstatic. Uh, you know, a- anyone that we interviewed uh, in this process, I would have been pretty pumped on because it all would have been, you know, a thousand percent on return on investment compared to what we had with with old DG. Um, but but Shane was perhaps my top choice all along. There was a little while where I think uh, something about Adam Peters was pretty exciting. But digging in, I, I feel like this is easily the best choice for for the Giants and the team where we're at now. Um, you know, according to reports, this is Shane's dream job to rebuild the organization basically from scratch. Um, and he gets to do so uh, with an organization like the Giants, one of the, the oldest teams in the league, uh, uh, in the biggest market in the country. Um, and I think based on his history and, and what he's done at, at previous stops, um, you know, building the analytics department in Buffalo, um, just, you know, the, the 360 experience he had, not only building teams through the draft and, and free agency, um, but also, you know, working as an executive with, against the cap is, is all going to come into play. I think some of the other executives might have been stronger in certain areas, but I think he's the most well-rounded candidate. He's young. He's uh, extremely handsome, which I know we talked about hot coaches last episode, but we got a hot GM to start with. Damn right. If we have two handsome guys running this team, um, <laughs> you know, talk about Western rise. Uh, uh, yeah. How about Eastern rise? Yeah. Northeastern yeah, yeah. rise. Rising in the Meadowlands. Um, yeah. I'm just stoked. Uh, I, I, I'm really excited. Um, and and now, now, you know, I, we tweeted it this weekend, but watching the, the playoff games this week, I just felt, you know, first off, uh, this is going to sound insane and it probably is, but like just walking around the house, like chasing after my kids, uh, you know, your mind wanders. You have like, you know, 12,000 to 20,000 random thoughts and mine are probably like 10,000 a day of like the Giants. Instead of thinking about the bleakness and never ending sadness that we had, I was had like a positive outlook. So my day was happier. And then watching the, the playoff games, they were obviously incredible. And we'll talk about them later. But instead of watching them and being like, this is something I can't ever have, like none of this will be for us 
now I have some optimism thinking that maybe in the not so distant future, we'll have an interesting competitive team that we can watch in a game of consequence. And that's really, yeah. Oh, it's so totally different. And I, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, I think the three of us have been kind of in lockstep the whole time uh, with who we wanted the most. And, and you to be- Mara and, and Joe Shane. No, the three of us here. <laughs> I, 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 Mara has been sitting in, in timeout with the dunce cap on realizing that it's time to change. So that's what uh, he's been doing. Um, I don't know. It, it, it just, it was clear going back to Steve Tisch again. I think finally his voice was heard in the room where in the past it was kind of heard and kind of like, Oh, thanks Steve. But you know, the, the adults are talking here. And I think now it was kind of like, no, John, um, I said it before and you didn't listen to me and I wanted to blow it up three years ago, but now we actually have to do it. Otherwise this is a, a you know, a ship that is going to have sailed a long time ago. And, um, I actually just wanted to bring up an interesting tweet that I saw uh, just before hopping on with you guys. Uh, it's from this guy, Cam Marino, uh, who is uh, an NFL analyst for playerprofile.com. He said, from what I've heard in the last 24 hours, I'd be shocked if Brian Dable wasn't named the head coach of the Giants. Sounds like he brings Ken Dorsey to be his uh, offensive coordinator and Wink Martindale as his defensive coordinator, which is very interesting. I, I, I mean, tweet too. Yeah, I mean, take it for what it is. Uh, I, I still, I don't know. I, I still hold out hope that that uh, Graham sticks around one way or the other. Uh, sorry to jump ahead into that, but I, I felt like I, I wanted to get that out before I forgot it. Um, but hey, uh, Shane's doing all the right things in terms of uh, you know reaching the wide net out there to see um, who is worth interviewing, and it seems to be candidates that are are very. Not so similar to each other, which is cool. Um, you know, from different different teams, different. Uh, the only person that's been in the organization before, I think, was uh, Lou. Uh, at, what is it, Anna, Anna Rumo, uh, our yeah. old uh, defensive back coach from 2018. He was the uh, defensive coordinator at the Bengals yeah. now. Uh, who's a Staten Island guy, uh, but otherwise, it. That's the guy who's be... the Bengals defensive coordinator, right? Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Who's been um, I mean, doing a fine job, <laughs> clearly. Yeah, I mean, you know, their defense looked good. I, I'm I'm more when it comes to the Bengals, I'm more surprised with how their off how their offense holds up in that offensive line. But again, let's talk, let's get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, do you guys just want to jump into talking about the head coach search? Because I have a few another question I want to ask you about Shane necessarily. Oh, I just wanted to talk about yeah. Shane just a little bit yeah, more yeah. specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um I, I mean, I think we're all sort of shocked on, on how like cohesive and and smart this GM search has been by the Giants. I think there's a huge part of us that thought this was all going to go really bad. And we'd be sitting here with Kevin Abrams or like, I don't know, some like guy from Westchester country club that like, you know, is, is buds with, with Chris, John Marr and Chris Marr or, you know, one of the Mars themselves. Um, so I, I like, first off, like still in shock that it went right. But when you start to look at it a little bit more, it, it makes more sense. Like obviously, uh, sh- Joe Sean, uh, Sean is someone that Shane, excuse me, I keep saying that Joe Shane is someone that um, the whole fan base is clamoring for. He's, he's behind uh, one of the best turnarounds in the NFL recent history. They have an exciting team that puts out a product uh, that everyone likes to watch and, and would do gangbusters in New York as far as business is concerned. 
but also like he's a Parcells guy and like what is like a bigger like you know vote of confidence bigger like safety yeah. blanket for for our organization than someone affiliated with someone in the past let alone Bill Parcells um so that makes a ton of sense and then you know his connections to uh, other coaches obviously but including coaches um that the Giants might be keen to like defensive minded coaches uh, outside of Brian Dable so there's a lot of synergy there as far as traditional Giants values um, and what they look for in, in a candidate. So I thought that was interesting. It wasn't just a, a total left turn as, as it might've seemed. Because I'm not, I, I did see that as well with the Parcells connection because I, I didn't dig into it. What is the connection? They're in Miami together. He started in Miami. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, Parcells, you know, had like some nice comments about him, about his ability to evaluate player personnel. Um, and then, uh, and then obviously he went on to Carolina where he met Bean and, and, uh, was like a, a regional scout there or something like that. And, mm-hmm. and sort of worked his way up. And when Bean got the job on the bills, he, he brought him along as his assistant. So, hmm. um, it's just a cool story. Obviously I think, you know, public opinion and, and people in the know, uh, all think it's like a slam dunk hire, uh, yeah. and you, you can't really do any better than we did. So, you know, I also feel fortunate that it's this season that we we're looking for a GM because maybe he wasn't available in previous years or, or this slew of candidates weren't available. So it's to me, it seems like we we might have got pretty lucky here. But this yeah. is all conjecture and based on potential. So um, that's what we do yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to ask you, obviously, we'll, we'll get into the head coach in a minute. Um, but in terms of other things that you want to see him do when he comes in, is there anything specific that he really needs to get on right away? With this organization, you think, uh, Dan? Yeah, yeah. F- fire the whole scouting department. Right yep. on. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say the same thing. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe uh, maybe fire Chris Pettit into the sun. <laughs> just blast him up. Blast I him forget space. whose podcast I was listening to. It might have been um, Talking Giants, but I think I think actually I think it was Bobby Skinner who basically was just hearing that you know from from people who have left in the coaching uh, in the coaching positions are just like the guys in that building don't leave. Once you're hired, oh, yeah. you're there. Yeah. For a really long time. So I have to definitely agree with you, Dan, that come in, clean house. I mean, obviously, evaluating the roster is huge because they're in cap hell. So that's another yeah. big one for me. And then, I mean, one other thing I was reading that was interesting is, is when they came to Buffalo, they really had no analytics department at all. The Giants have tried to build one, but I hope that they can come in and kind of bring this team into the current century and the yeah. current state oh, of the football. computer guys. Yeah, Update the, the software, guys. maybe. Let's let's get that going. You know, those are, hotkeys. <laughs> those are those are all things I, I hope that Shane can come in and kind of fix immediately. Kind of first yeah. things on the bucket list. Did I miss anything, Colin? There. No, I mean, I think it, it's, and I'm leaning towards thinking that it's actually going to happen. But I think uh, Mara is going to give him the opportunity to get rid of some of those old uh, um, loyalty. Uh, what do you call them? Legacy uh, dudes. Yeah, legacy. Say. That's a perfect way to say it. Yes. Uh, and, actually get, and actually Jabronis. get rid of them. Yeah. Um, he, he'll probably get, slip a, a list uh, across the table of, of the, the no touching uh, guys. Like you, you can't, you, you, he's not going anywhere regardless. But I think there's going to be a wide uh, yeah. array of people that are not going to be around much longer. Yeah. They don't have to, they don't have to fire them. They can just like move them to the basement, like in office space. <laughs> they put Milton in the basement. No staplers though for any of them. They wouldn't know the difference. Do you guys remember? I think I brought this up in a podcast like a long time ago. But there was 
the, the Giants sometimes do like this path to the draft thing where they show like the, the process, like in the off season of mm-hmm. picking teams. And I think this was probably like in 2018. Um, I totally sure, but they, they were, it was like a big event. They, they got uh, iPads for the scouting department and they're handing them out in like this big conference room. And these guys, man, they're like, what, what is this? This is like 2018. And and they're, they're like asking like, like the interns, like how to turn it on and like, Oh my how God. to like use it and like the internet's on this and they're just like this explains a lot Jeez. It, it reminds have me they been, have they been drafting up like a legal pad dude I said, past, like, quite literally years? did you see that that uh tweet where they put the side to side shots of yes the, yes the bills war room versus the giants war room and it's literally like gettleman and like two dudes with like a stack of papers and a phone and then like a room full of computers and like 50 guys in suits like working hard um well, that, that's, that's a, a give and take, though. You don't need 50 guys in that room, in my opinion. That's a little too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, but, but if you have 50 guys scouting the entire country and you value what they say because they bring something to the table, yeah, you want someone that, you know, who knows someone's available in the sixth round that you don't know a ton about. Sure. Maybe this guy that, like, went out to the middle of Idaho can tell you something about him and give you some confidence. I, I, heard, I heard that Joe Shane will not move a guy up or down the draft board unless every single scout is in attendance to do it and the whole team. Really? Yeah. So maybe that's what that is. You know, that which must is be it. cool. I mean, does that sound like a guy that that wouldn't that would trade a the number top three wide receiver in the NFL just without calling more than one person? Of course not. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like someone who values the opinion of the people that are in the organization, yeah. and not it's just going to override you know the hard work that people have put in. You know, it's crazy. Thank God. I'm I, you know I'm I'm very happy right now. Yeah. I, it's yeah. been so long since I've been happy talking about the Giants. I love coming on this pod and kind of just talking to you guys and, and being negative, but now being positive feels so much better. You know, it's going to be euphoric the day that we're inevitably still going to be doing this where like a couple of wins start happening out of nowhere. Just a couple. I'm, so, I'm excited. You know, I feel like when we had wins, they came out of nowhere in the past, like four years, like we're going to have start having wins. Cause and we're going to know why, because the team is going to be good. That's <laughs> it's not just going to be sneaking it out in the last two minutes, either winning yeah. or losing in the last two minutes every single time. Cause you can't be nice put a complete to put a game together beat down on someone. Oh man. Oh. I'm, I'm looking I mean, forward to those. It. Yeah. I don't think we've I, done a, I, I, we, we haven't had a beat down yeah. in like 15 years. I was watching a lot of Eli Manning era, um, you know, highlights from the past on YouTube recently, just to get myself a little amped up, you know, about the future. It's fun yeah. to watch. You should do it too. I recommend it to everybody. If you forgot yeah. about some of those plays, yeah, it, I, I've watched highlights. a little bit here and there, and it's like it's shocking that it's funny because I see it and my brain remembers it, but the other side of my brain is just like, "But we were good. When was that? <laughs> it happened." Four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a customer? You can experience the conference championship with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. 
Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TPPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New, Jer- New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for more details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um... Obviously, the biggest thing to talk about, other than Shane, is the head coaching vacancy. I don't know. We, we touched on it. Um, so, obviously, you know, let's just start talking about Dayball because he seems to be kind of the guy we're all going to look towards. He has the, you know, only guy to come in for a second interview. I, I don't know if he came today or, or if it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Because, okay. Because I've read it both tomorrow. ways. Yeah. Um, cool. That gives him at least another day to cough, you know, what is probably the most heartbreaking loss you could ever have to then come in to like a huge interview, the biggest interview of your life. So I'm happy to give him a day to at least decompress there. But anyway, um, I basically just want to ask you guys, if he gets hired, are you, are you happy or do you have any concerns, Colin? Absolutely happy. I, I think um, the job that he's done uh, helping to d- develop uh, Josh Allen has been incredible. Uh, I think their, their play call choice, his play call choice is, is very, succinct and very geared towards the personnel that he has, which is incredible. You, you, you call plays that are predicated on the kind of players that you have. Uh, that's mind numbingly obvious, but we've not done that. Um, and he's, he's, you know, he's different with it. He shakes it up. I mean, he has a, uh, or he had a, a mobile quarterback. We, regardless of what you think about him, have a mobile quarterback. And I think uh, a lot of the same kind of ideas can be used here. Uh, and I, I just, you know, and, oh, don't forget too. He's a Canadian. Is he? Yeah. He was That's born cool. in Ontario. I mean, yeah. he grew what up does in, that mean, in though? <laughs> yeah, he, he, he grew up in the Niagara Falls area, but he's, he's basically, well, he grew up Canadian. in New York. He, he was yeah. born in, in Canada. Yes. Is Seneca, New York. I mean, he's a Canadian. So he can right. never be president. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying, no, he. Yeah, he was born in Canada, but he grew up in New York. And it doesn't matter. Yes, yes. No, I figured you'd take that and start talking about him as a as a offensive coordinator now. Yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, I thought you were challenging me on no, no, no Canada. Um, I will say he did. Uh, he he played at at University of Rochester, which was a school that I think wanted me to play football there, but I said no, I shan't. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, they they accepted me, and my grades are definitely not good enough to get in there. So. It must have been the talk wow. I had with grasping at straws. I mean, I don't know why else they would let me in. Um, Demetrio probably. Oh, I mean, I, I I spoke with the coach anyway. Um, <laughs> I like it a lot. Uh, he's, you know, from everything I heard about how he is with players and and how he is in the locker room, um, he seems to be a guy that knows how to get the most out of his players, knows how to relate to his players and speak to them as equals. Um, you know, I think he's paid his dues as far as experience. It's not like he's, you know, this like whiz kid wonder, wonder guy that's 32, which I don't think the giants would go for as, as a, as a, you know, head coach. Um, seems like he's earned the respect of everyone that he's come in contact with and on the various teams, coaches and players alike. Um, that first drive on the game last night against Kansas city, where they just marched down the field. It was like an eight minute drive scored, you know, a, a just, everything was clicking. Um, that's the kind of play calling you dream of. Um, and if you look around the NFL, there's not a ton of 
other teams that offensive run better than theirs do. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, Josh Allen is a singular talent um, and they drafted well and have, have interesting players at right, the right spots, but um, they're also ultimately maxing them out. Like Colin said, so um, he's a great candidate. He's my number one choice, uh, especially out of the people that were, that we're interviewing right now. Um, and I, and I, and I think from all signs that, it seems like they had that first initial interview, you know, virtual interview uh, over the weekend, um, and they're getting him in as soon as possible um, this week. They're probably going to interview a few other people, but he's got to be the le- leader by consensus. Um, and, you know, I I, I just hope they, they, they tie it up and we have a new coach before we do the next next week's podcast. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I love I love the Dable. I love Dable. Um I think one of the things I was seeing the most on Twitter was like, well, Dable wouldn't be have the success in the offense if it wasn't for Josh Allen. And in my mind, I'm like, how do you think Josh Allen got this good? He came out of college, like essentially, I mean, everyone saw what an athlete he was and the skill set he had, but essentially people were saying he was a project player. Yeah. So he comes out and Dable brings him to the point where he's at, or at least has a great deal to do with it, you would imagine. So that, that was just like a crazy thing for people to be saying to knock on Dable as a head coach hire for me. I mean, if you really, if you want to have any concerns, the only concern really I have is that he has never been a head coach before and just coming out of like this Joe judge, bad taste in your mouth sort of thing. And it's, and with McAdoo as well. And, and I, you know, Dan, I, I know I just saw you shake your head, but there, there is a little bit there that you should be a little worried about just because sometimes guys come into that position and they aren't prepared for it or they aren't prepared for yeah. kind of the subtleties and sort of, you know, aspect of, of dealing with the players that I think, you know, they might've expected with being a coordinator, being in charge of something is different than being second in command of it. Sure. And if you've ever been involved in something like that, you, you know, you'd know that firsthand. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, go ahead. I was just going to say he, he passes like a simple personality test. Like in the, in the interviews I've watched, you know, I compare it to the interviews I've seen of Joe judge and, and Shermer and, and McAdoo alike. And there's something very detached and like unrelatable about those guys, mm-hmm. um, whether they're putting on a front or trying to, you know, act as if they demand the respect that they need to be a head coach. He he seems a lot more personable, a lot more, I don't know, on the level. Um, and I just think his ability to relate to players in, in this day and age is going to go a long way. And I, and I, out of the you know the people we're dealing we, we've had experience with on, previously on the Giants. Not talking about the people that we might be going against for this coaching round. I, I think he has a great shot of being, you know, a, a, a strong leader in the locker room and, and a, maybe more of a player's coach than anyone else we're, we're entertaining for for this round of, of interviews. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I said it on Twitter too, and I was like, you know, if, if it's if it's Dable or it's somebody else, um, I am happy to go with whoever Shane decides on, and I think you know, we, we wanted the mayors out of the decision-making process on all these positions and all these guys. And and now we have it. And I don't think we should necessarily go out and be trying to go against whatever's going to happen. I, I want to see it. I want to see what Shane wants to build. Ultimately it comes down to him. So I'm just looking forward to hearing who gets hired and then hearing what work they're doing to make this team better for us and for all the fans. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. I mean, he's just such a clear number one, though, that I have a hard time, especially the the outlier guys that you're hearing about coming in, like the Dan Quinns of the world. Oh, I, I disagree with that. with that. I disagree with that completely. Oh, I I don't I don't really want anybody like that. 
I don't want to, I don't want to retread. That guy was not, I mean, he, he got to the Super Bowl, but he didn't inspire me whatsoever. I'm just saying want... that he got to a Super Bowl. He was head coach of a team who had a suit, uh, a quarterback who won an MVP. He has head coaching experience. Those are all huge positives. I mean, he, I also, also he don't took want a Cowboys defensive unit that was atrocious last year and turned them into a top three, top five unit this year. So he has success. I know like he's not offensive minded and everything well, like that, but that's if they brought one. in a coordinator to work with him who could elevate the offense, which I think is, you know, obviously going to happen because it's better than Kitchens or Garrett or whoever else we've had for the last few years. But I think just to dismiss someone with that much experience and, and a resume like that is kind of not the greatest thing to do in my opinion, but you know, well, I'll, I'll tell you you're right now, to your own opinion. I wouldn't be happy if we hired him outright. That, that's just that. That's just how that would be. I, I think that would be a, a uh, going the opposite direction where we should go, and uh, especially defensive minded head yeah. coach. I, I don't want that. Is there anybody else other than Dayball that you guys would would be happy with as head coach? <sighs> I mean, not to put my eggs all in all in one one basket here, but I mean that that kind of seems it. What's funny is is all <laughs> the guys all all the guys that we're interviewing are defensive minded besides Dable, which is weird to me. Wouldn't you they want to sp- sprinkle I mean, in? Leslie Frazier, had, Buffalo's defense is the best defense in the league, despite the game yesterday. I mean, why wouldn't you bring him in for an interview if you're Joe Shane? Oh, you I, I have no problem with it. But, like, I'm surprised that there's not more uh, forward-thinking, progressive, offensive-minded head coaching candidates besides the I mean, one. it could be that Joe Shane is like, if we're hiring an offensive coach, we're, we're hiring Dayball, and there's no one better to bring in. That's, if you guys want to interview some defensive guys, we'll interview some defensive guys. I think there's a lot, lot to be said for that relationship, though, the, the Joe Shane Dable relationship. Sure. They know how each other operate. They know what they look like. Shane probably knows how to draft an offense for Dable already. Um, and a lot that that's just, you know, there, we experienced when there's absolutely no synergy between the front office and the coaching staff for the past four years. Right. Um, I think, I think that'll go a super long way. And, and, I think we should address, I think Brian Flores is probably like the, the second coach that everyone wants for the team. I think generally speaking, people will be hyped on him. And um, I guess out of the lot, I probably would lean to Flores. Um, but I, I'm worried because I, I think there might be a lot of that Patriot DNA that that didn't work for every coach that was a, a, a expatriate coach. Dable um, was an ex coach, man. Yep. Yeah. But, but in a, in a different way, like, like um, at least like, <laughs> I don't know that. Oh, he had I success guess. elsewhere. You mean that's the difference? No, a head coach. And yeah. uh, you know, he's demonstrated that personality before I'd give Dable a benefit of the doubt. Like, like the reason Flores is out of Miami from all accounts is Chris Prickly personality. He's mm-hmm. go running through coaches, assistant coaches, um, not getting along with, with ownership, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, to a certain extent is good that you're, you think for yourself and you have a, a clear vision of what you want, but also it seems like he was, was hard on everyone around him. Uh, and it doesn't seem like a way to have extended prolonged success. I would hope that the next coach we have is here for longer than two years. Um, so, I mean, I love, you know, sort of the the type of product he put on the field, the way, you know, the, the players played for him on the field and that he's a New York guy. And that'd be sick to have a, a Brooklyn guy coaching the Giants. Um, 
but with how atrocious our offense has been, <laughs> I just I just can't stomach that. And with the plethora of great DCs available right now, yeah. I think you can make it up. Um, so it's really just finding that that leader and, and, and bringing dragging the Giants into the modern NFL, um, which is and something it starts with the offense. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what if, I mean, if it, I don't want to harp on Dan Quinn, but like, what if Kellen Moore comes and becomes your offensive coordinator? Uh, I don't like his have face. One of the best offensive line uh, offenses in the NFL. The past Colin, few years. rate Kellen Moore's face in terms Not of punch punchability. Yeah, punchability. Yeah, uh, he he looks like he needs to be punched in the face right now. Yeah, I don't want. <laughs> I don't really need that. I don't. I, all I wanted to say is I don't think it's Dable or Bust. I think that there are other people out there. But I mean, if if I yeah. had to pick, I would pick Dable, and I'm with you guys on that. Yeah. But I but, mean, don't throw your eggs in one basket because if he doesn't get hired, don't you know? Don't get upset about it. it but don't piecemeal it either. Don't bring in Dan, Dan Quinn and then hope for someone to show up that can do the job, and then he doesn't, and then Dable's off coaching some other team, and then we we're you know left sitting on our hands again. Like I said before, whoever Shane wants, I'm gonna be get behind, regardless of who it is. Because I believe in Joe Shane, and that's the most important thing. I believe in this man that we, we hardly know anything about. Yeah. I don't care, man. You got, you you have been beat oh, down as a Giants too, fan man. for so long that you I'm have to you. you have to just say that you have to be like oh, I'm I, all about Joe Shane 100%. and everything he wants to do. Because Absolutely. Otherwise, you know what, what's the point anymore? It's like oh oh you know he might be okay. I guess I'll I'll sort of care now. I, I don't know. You know I don't know what I'm, my point is. Or where I'm no, getting I agree. Here, I think I like, think. I think because the Giants hired the guy we wanted to hire, we already pot committed. We got to believe in what he's going to do. We, this is this is our ideal outcome. So now, whatever he, where Heaver goes, like that's the best decision that we could make as a, a fan base. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know anything else to say about the Giants, or do you want to just want to talk about uh, a little beyond the Giants and what's still going on in the NFL right now? Because I do, because it was probably one of the best weekends of football I can remember. In, in, in many years, I don't know what games you guys watched or how you felt or anything. Um, but um, that 49ers Packers game I watched, the other, uh, well, I think that was on, uh, was it Saturday night? Saturday night. Yeah, I got it yeah. done with work. I said the bar, watched the whole thing. Oh, man, great game and low scoring game. And if I'm the Packers, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I'm so oh, embarrassed. Yeah. It was oh, such great. Schneider and Freud for, uh, not Schneider and Freud, but Aaron Rodgers, man, the smuggest dude around, you know, <sighs> fighting, fighting Tom Brady for the throne of just, Smug jerks really, really just got it, got it where he needed it. I, uh, I like Tom more than I like Aaron Rodgers now, which nah, I never thought nah, I would say. No, nah. nah, you said that the other night, and I was <laughs> like, no, they, they both suck. Tampa Man. Tom is better than than Aaron Rodgers now nah. with his bad haircut. He, uh, this is this is like your Tom. Patriots roots coming out, TJ. Yeah, no, Must yeah, be. this is this Must is your blood cell coming out right here. <laughs> it's coming through. Yeah, I don't know. Um, who do you guys want to see in the Super Bowl? Uh, I mean, I would like for no good reason at all for the Bengals to go. Hundred percent for sure. That's that's, that's a good story. I, I I can't help but but be behind uh, Burrow because he's exciting and he's done a hell of a lot with only Jamar Chase and he nine times. Yeah, <laughs> and and no, one. I mean, their whole skill position group is exceptionally good. Yeah, yeah. Those wide receivers are are pretty damn good. The Bengals have drafted really well for a long time. Their, their their offensive line is just so yeah. bad. Though. That's going to prohibit them from getting to the Super Bowl, I think, even though I would love to see them in the Super Bowl. Oh, speaking the of Chiefs the Bengals. The Chiefs are going to destroy. Can we talk about how much we want to fight Eli Apple right now? Because that would be cool. I'd fight him. <sighs> you know, why are you a professional football player getting on Twitter and, like, you're not just tweeting one thing that's, like, kind of out there. It's like a string 
What was the context for that? He's just attacking like the city of New Orleans and like the people who live there and calling them all trash and the brain dead. Why now? Like, where where did this come from? I, I, you know what? I don't know, man. Like, I scrolled (laughs) down like quite a bit in his Twitter, and it just kind of like never. It was like I scrolled down and only got to like you know one day ago. He had tweeted like a hundred times. You know, it was tweet. What did he tweet for? It wasn't prompted. I don't know. He said something like. uh, New Orleans smells uh, the catfish and the 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 horrible food makes everyone brain dead and stuff. And, you know, and then out of nowhere, he's just like, and I'd like to fight all the fans of the Ravens and the Giants. Hate yeah, he's like, organizations. Who's, someone's like, who's the worst fans? He's like, well, the Ravens, the Giants and New Orleans just happen to be two of the teams that, you know, caught me that I played for. <laughs> The guy, and then and then apparently, like you know, his mom got kicked off Twitter or something yeah. for defending him. Um, it's just like very bizarre behavior. And if I'm yeah. someone who's preparing to play in the biggest game of my life, I'm not spending all day on Twitter bozo. talking about bozo stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, Colin. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's... you know, he he, you know, when uh, Landon Collins called him a, a cancer of the locker room. He, it was clear. It was clear, and it was true <laughs> that maybe they ducked him in that cold tub for a reason. Yeah. Oh yeah. JPP <laughs> threw him in it. Right? Wasn't that what it was? Shut up, Eli. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that stat that JPP just lost his first playoff game? Yeah, he's nine, he's nine and, and one in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, you got. You really got to hand it to him. <laughs> nice. Nice. Very good. I mean, uh, hey, I- it wasn't his fault. You can't point the finger at him. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I think that's it. That's all. That's all. I'll give him a high five. I see him next. I don't. Know. High five. Yeah, good. Good. <laughs> so happy to see Tom out, though. That's 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 number one. Oh yeah. I was bartending on Saturday during brunch, and there was like one dude in the Niners jersey, one dude in a Green Bay jersey, another guy had a Bills jersey on. Or and it wasn't a Bills jersey. It was the it was the night game of, uh, of that day. I don't remember what the heck it was. The Bengals or Titans or some one of those. Anyway, we all end up like cheersing, and I just go, "Hey guys, you know, to so whoever." Whoever knocks Tom Brady out of the playoffs, and we all cheers. We're all rooting for different teams. So <laughs> the hatred of Tom Brady brings yeah. all football fans together. Absolutely. Oh, know? which even which though I just pulling... said that I didn't hate him anymore, but whatever. Well, he, he's pulling that that inconclusive. Oh, I don't know that I I might be done baloney that he's been doing for the last twelve years. He's he might not come back. Yeah, that's right. because he has to set up his his triumphant like montage YouTube video that's going to come out where he's like, yeah, let's, let's go. go. Yeah. When um, I saw that, there was like Tom Brady drops the trailer for the playoff game. I'm like, is this something that football players do now? Is this going to no. be like something that every football player is going to be doing in the future? I got to watch 12 trailers to a Giants game. Kadarius Tony's uh, two watch trailer <laughs> to the Giants game, or what? I, I'm I'm starting to think that was uh, probably not a good pick. Starting. <laughs> <laughs> I want to recut the Tom Brady like like motivational like playoff videos where he's like pumped up and like at the end just cut to the, cut to him making out with his son for like on loop for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, let's go. And then just him mouthing his son. Get that viral. Oh. Uh, back to the playoffs. I don't. I don't. I don't. You know what? I never hate. I never like hated that. It's like you're, it's just like it, what he loves his kid. I think you were his kid. They, I think they, you were jealous of Tom Brady's they son. Peck, they peckered <laughs> each other on the lips. They didn't. That was a long smooch, dude. That wasn't a hello goodbye. That was a let's pause lip to lip for a couple seconds. There. At least fifteen seconds. I don't While know. He's I don't oiled know. up. He's probably got a Western <laughs> rise going. Um, 
Anyway, All right. I'm excited for the Rams uh, 49ers game. I think it's yeah. going to be excellent. Um, best case scenario, um, Odell Beckham puts the team on his back. Rams go to the Super Bowl. Uh, Cooper Cup can't play. Odell gets MVP of the Super Bowl. Oh, Jesus. Um, but I think that game is going to be incredible. The game, the games next week are, are going to be great. Um, just, just for quality of of the sport, I think. Uh, yeah, let's and w- let's see if Jimmy G uh, doesn't throw the game away. That's the whole thing. You mean Jimmy Garbaggio? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, all he he has to do is, if he doesn't oh throw God. a pick, they could definitely win. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't have to throw do four much. picks. Yeah. He doesn't have to do much. I mean, he threw a pick last game and they won, but he stinks. The Packers have a great offense. The Rams have a great offense. The 49ers have an excellent defense. So it's going to be a great game. I hope I hope the Rams win personally because I don't think Jimmy G deserves to get a ring where he's I know he already has two, but he doesn't deserve to get a ring as a starting quarterback because he's not no. good enough. No. No offense to the rest of the 49ers team, but you know, come on. Hey, Matt either- Stafford deserves a ring so bad. Oh yeah, that yeah. that's true. I, I I'm very happy for him too because he's been such a good quarterback for so long, and he's just wasting away in Detroit. And and he had talent around him there too, but like awful organization. So there. it's nice to see him have have yeah. some success now. But I wanted to say too, and I don't know, I don't know why I'd never really noticed him, but I guess he's come on this year. But that Van, uh, what's his Van 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 Jefferson Van Jefferson, the the wide receiver for the Rams, he's great. I, I love watching that guy play, yeah. and he's like a third, like we consider him like the third wideout, right? Or he's even fourth, depending. He's third now. Yeah, yeah, I guess now. But like he's he makes plays like oh yeah, like he's a great around to him. Oh, it's great. I love. And you know what? I I do have to say too. I, I I'm very happy to see Odell fully embracing the. It's okay that I'm not the number one. I'm very happy to see that because, you know, he's finally on a team that's good and he there's no room for him to to pitch and moan, basically. Um, I don't know, I he guess was we'll so see clearly what... the number one part of our entire offense on the Giants. Like he was the number one. I mean, I, I don't I don't think it necessarily like it, the number of yards you have connotates if you're number one wide receiver. I mean, no. Cooper Cup's not necessarily playing on the outside all the time. Like, I mean, I, I don't know enough in depth about their offensive scheme to kind of maybe comment when I'm about to comment, but you know, Odell could be lining up on the outside a lot more than Cooper cup does. It would seem anyway, from watching the game. So I don't sure. know either way, but I think Collins like number he, one option. He's yeah, mature. Yeah. He's definitely matured. You can tell. And I yeah. think he's happy and his post, you know, I saw his post game, you know, locker on the field. And I oh. was like, not the locker on the field. I was like, you know, this guy's not saying anything wrong. Like he never really did. People just gave him a bad yeah. rap. That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. No, he was thrown down in the locker room. He did like, like this, yeah. like two minute long dance. I saw locker room. Everyone's crowded around. They're having a ball. He always liked to dance and stuff for his warm ups. Of course, nothing. That's that's why people don't like him, and there's no reason for it. Just because you're dancing in the in the in the pregame. It's not like you're Juju Smith Schuster. You know, act like you've been there before. Well, yeah, you know, it's the it's the racist boomers in the country that just hate (laughs) him. That's all it is. I don't know. I I just I don't care about those people. I I, you know I think Odell. I I wish him all the best. Hope they win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And you know what? I want to say one more thing about Stafford too, because Stafford had. I saw a thing where Stafford had said all he wants to do the rest of his career is play in a meaningful game and make meaningful throws and win. And he's doing and it. And I'm just like, he didn't even say win a Super Bowl. He's like, I just want to go to the playoffs and win a game. So good for him. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm happy for him. Um, anything else tonight, guys? 
No, I think that's good. I mean, we're looking forward to this weekend very much. I mean, I, I watched plenty this past weekend. I mean, I, I forget how this past weekend is my almost – it's probably my favorite weekend of football the entire year. It, the AFC and NFC Championship games are great, but this past weekend is, I think, the pinnacle of it. I, I don't know. I, I, I really enjoyed Wild Card Weekend, too, because there are so many games. But yeah. th- this – I mean, this weekend was incredible. Totally agree. Um yeah, so many good you. games. So many good yeah. games. Um, and thanks for listening tonight, guys. Uh, again, please subscribe to Big League United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. BBU Pod Boys with a Z on Twitter. Download that DraftKings app. And uh, don't forget to hit up westernrise.com. Check out some new threads. Grab something sweet for yourself. Thanks for listening, guys, and have a good night. Treat yourself. Peace.